Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. Joshua, as we look ahead to this week and as we get ready for that first preseason game, Josh on the spot, first preseason game, Atlanta? Man, I should, I should know this. I'm, I'm blanking. I, I'm, I, you're going to have to look it up. I, I honestly I did the same them. thing. I can't Atlanta, do those yeah. on the spot things. Yeah, I, I blanked. Any other day, we're sitting here predicting, you know, waiting every day for that Atlanta game, and then you ask me, and I'm just like deer in the headlights. Gold That's exactly brain. why I did it. Exactly <laughs> why I did it. But Joshua, we got a little bit of good news. First and foremost, let's start here. Brandon Jones will be ready soon. Do you have a little more, a uh, little more info on that one? Yeah. I, ho- I hope you stop talking because my thing did the little. Yeah, I basically asked if you had any Brandon Jones info. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I think it was, what, Adam Kaplan? I probably butchered that name, Kaplan NFL on Twitter. He said that, uh, by all accounts, unless barring any setback, Brandon Jones should be back on the field this week. And, you know, we suffered that ACL injury. When we talk about this defense, you know, we have to project, you know, what happened. To, is he going to be ready? Will a guy like Nick Needham be ready? It sounds like Brandon Jones will be on the field. And when you know how valuable the safety position is in Vic Fangio's defense, this is great news because, I mean, this guy was a missile, kind of that box safety that can do a little bit of everything. I uh, went back and captured some of my baby bottles and put together a quick highlight deal to make sure that um, I got more play out of those from from years past. But, yeah, man, this is a big deal because Brandon Jones is kind of being overlooked. And he was a very big difference maker when he was healthy and on the field. I mean, we could argue that maybe the Dolphins win some more games if they had Brandon Jones out there last season. So happy he's healthy, happy he'll be back out there. Um, another difference maker in that secondary, and I do believe he's probably another guy that's looking for a new contract sooner or later, which, I mean, that just seems like uh, everybody at this point. Yeah, it looks like he played in seven games last year before he got injured, two sacks, and uh, I believe, yes, also a forced fumble. And, yeah, he's one of those game breakers, right? He's the someone who can make a turnover where a turnover doesn't necessarily exist, whether it's by a hard hit, whether it's stripping the football. Uh, he's one of those great guys who's awesome at coming off the edge, being that kind of disguised blitzer um, on those zero blitzes. We won't see that as much. Uh, but, Josh, I have to agree with you. This is someone who I think has been overlooked quite a bit when we do talk about um, a situation where you bring in Jalen Ramsey. Xavier Howard is a well-known face. You got Javon Holland, the, the trendy up-and-coming safety, who is uh, destined to have a huge year this year. But, yeah, man, I got, got a feel for Brandon Jones a little bit. The fact that, you know, he was kind of overlooked in this whole group. Uh, he was actually been here longer than Javon Holland. It was supposed to be actually Brandon Jones and Minka Fitzpatrick back in the day. Uh, but, yeah, man, I still really like what this guy can do. I'm not going to sit here and say he's, like, a, this elite top-tier talent, but, I mean, he does really bring this disruptive energy, kind of like Landon Roberts, and that's kind of where the Josh Boyer defense at its peak. It had all these guys who can blitz from different places and look really good doing it. Josh, this year is a little unique for the Dolphins because they entered free agency with over half the roster entering free agency, I should say. That came out horribly wrong, but I'm going with it. And we saw the Dolphins start to build a little bit of depth, not only through the draft, but they also signed some players. Deshaun Elliott from the Detroit Lions was one they brought in at strong safety. And another guy I want to bring up for you, Jack, Jack, Josh, excuse me, is Malik Reed, the former Denver Broncos pass rusher. I'm curious, when you look at this depth, these two one-year signings at positions where the Dolphins have solidified starters, that is, if Brandon Jones is healthy, who do you see has a stronger season, even if it's only one year with the Dolphins? Would it be Deshaun Elliott fitting in as that third safety, maybe even pushing for that second? Or does Malik Reed kind of hit the ground running, being in a familiar defense, one that was just ran in Denver with Vic Fangio? 
Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, that's going to definitely be a battle we're watching. Deshaun Elliott versus uh, Brandon Jones throughout camp. And um, the familiarity with Malik Reed, you know, the fact that that was one of the guys at Vic Fangio, I'm sure he remembered the time there they had in Denver. I think him and Bradley Chubb that year, that might have been Bradley Chubb's most successful season opposite of Malik Reed. So um, I guess I'd say I'd flip a coin, but I kind of think with the way the secondary is, um, you know, how he rotates in safeties. I'm going to go with Deshaun Elliott, but I think um, a lot of us are probably sleeping on Malik Reed and kind of overlooking him because of how strong that defensive line is. But that, that's a great question, Jake. Which one of those guys do you think will have the bigger season this year? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's tough because, you know, Deshaun Elliott did come out and say that the Dolphins should sign Lamar Jackson. So instantly we got to dock him, you know, 25 points, put his Madden rating from, what, a 79 to a, what, a 58 just because of that. But this, At is, least. A really, <laughs> this is a really tough question. But, you know, I go back to the Eric Rose signing a few years ago, something similar, where you bring in these these few vets, right? You can't have an experienced veteran at every single position, but you try to pick up what someone like Chris Greer is doing, where he's adding these guys. And, you know, defensive end, pass rusher, you, you see the dish to Malik Reed, and, it, and it's a pretty exciting one until, you know, you see Xavier, or excuse, Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb as your pass rushers. I still think it might be Malik Reed. I think something that I've noticed, we are doing the Jalen Phillips book club later this week, so stay tuned for that one. Uh, we're being very creative. We're doing all three Jalens. But one thing I noticed is the Dolphins, at least last year, weren't afraid to have someone like Jalen Phillips line up inside as a way to get more pass rushers on the field, that bat body type of that outside linebacker. Um, Andrew Van Ginkle is another one that can step in that role. So to me, I kind of like the idea of Malik Reed, his, his familiarity with this system and the flexibility you have with Bradley Chubb uh, and then specifically Jalen Phillips, where he can kind of be inside a little bit. You can blitz an extra guy off the edge. Where safety, man, it's going to be so, so tough. Elliot is an experienced vet where I do think he's going to find some playing time. But, you know, you have Verone McKinley III looking for spot or uh, looking for snaps. I think uh, Trill Williams, is he another one who moved to safety as well? I'm not saying either of those guys will upend him. But I just think there will be a lot more people, you know, trying to bite ankles in that secondary room. While there mil- more, will be more opportunities, I just think the impact for a defensive end might be a little greater. I remember is Emmanuel Agba, right? He's getting paid a lot yes. of money this year. So Good he's a point. guy that also has that versatility where he can play on the edge and maybe move inside a little bit. So, um, yeah, I think it's a toss up and I think it's going to depend on how this defense attacks some of those offenses. But um, both guys, I think, are getting overlooked. Deshaun Elliott, Malik Reed, probably Malik Reed a little bit more based on, you know, the contract, how late free agency signed. But um, both guys could contribute this year. And again, who knows what Vic Fangio has up his sleeve, right, Jake? He might not even wear sleeves. It's Miami. It's super hot. Then then we'll all be really scared. Josh, one more note on this. Nick Needham was placed on the physically unable to perform list. He can be removed from this list at any time. Another guy who's coming off a season-ending injury a little, or excuse me, a year ago. So, Josh, what does that mean? I, I don't want to overreact too much of it to it, but I do think this means we might see, what, two or three more tweets that include maybe a Cam Smith sighting instead of it being Nick Needham. That, that's about it, but that's still a little interesting. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it comes, what, a week after we're sitting here, you know, breaking down which of these corners are going to get more snaps. And we're, I think you and I but probably both named Nick Needham over Cam Smith. But again, we based it a lot on how his health would be and how far along in the rehab he was. So um, definitely, I guess, disappointing. And it makes you have a little bit of PTSD when you remember. I think Byron Jones was placed on the pup list, right? And everyone kept saying, you know, he'd be back, he'd be back. I know it's not the same situation, but until we see Nick Needham back out there, it's one of those things where, um, I guess I got to see it to believe it. So absolutely, man, Cam Smith, um, and we've already all been hyping him up, right? We all think that he's maybe potentially going to get a lot of snaps this year. Interested to see how far along this moves him up the depth chart. And whether or not, you know, if he's the guy there in camp for so many weeks, if Nick Needham come back and supplant him, because they did invest a high draft pick in him. And I believe Nick Needham, um, don't have his contract pulled up. Kid took my phone. But I think his uh, deal is probably running out a little bit sooner than later. Yeah, Josh, do you think that if Nick Needham comes back relatively soon, um, let's say before week one of the preseason, even week two, do you pencil him in as one of those starters right away if everything's all good? Or, or do you see maybe that, that Cater Kohu is that third cornerback maybe in the nickel packages? Yeah, I mean, I think I thought maybe those two guys would battle it out just because of what Nick Needham was before the injury. But I think that's Cater's spot to, you know, lose. And I think if he's building on that season that we had last year, you know, learning from these guys under Vic Fangio, I think everyone's raving about what he's doing this offseason. So I think it is Cater Kohu's spot. I think it really comes down to that fourth spot and whether or not um, Needham's healthy and how far along Cam Smith is, you know, getting the verbiage down and coming, making that jump from being a, uh, a college player to the NFL. So I do think Cater Coe's that number three guy for sure. Nick Needham was one of those guys forged by fire and by fire. I mean, the dumpster fire of the 2019 season. Uh, it, it was really impressive. We saw a couple of these undrafted guys really step up. These acorns become actual contributors. Uh, Needham right now is 27. He's under contract just for the season, has a cap hit of like 1.2 million, give or take. So, yeah, I, I do wonder what's going to happen specifically between Nick Needham and Cater Kohu. Uh, Kohu, I think, is a better coverage corner. Uh, but Needham, I think, is more comfortable in the slot. I think he can maneuver through the run game a little better. Uh, Kohu is a heavy hitter. It's just sometimes, you know, those guards can get upfield and kind of wash him out once in a while. So maybe that's something he can even develop. This is someone who was an undrafted free agent last year. I'm being a little nitpicky with that. But that's why I kind of think Nick Needham might have a little bit of an edge there. Uh, but it will really be interesting to see how this stuff all develops. Uh, and most importantly, hopefully he's back on the field sooner rather than later.